but I couldn't remember what it was. Like, I couldn't find it because I don't have a copy and I couldn't ask you because that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> it would be obvious. Yeah. And um, could you just give me the last line of this book? No reason. Can you just send me a picture of the last page? Just no big deal. No big deal. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Books. She's Sarah, and I'm Kate. Today, we have a super fun episode planned. We've talked quite a bit in previous episodes about some of our favorite books. So today, we'll be putting each other to the test, game show style. Sarah, tell me, what sort of trivia will we be quizzing each other on? All right, so we've got a lot of stuff prepped on various different book things and I'm so excited for all of this because it's going to be awesome and we've tailored this to each other so I don't know about you but I spent quite a bit of time today combing through your goodreads to find some books that you've read and that you've loved yes I have done the same so this is going to be good we're going to start with a game that I saw on YouTube the first time I saw it was on the YouTube channel of Murphy Napier. I'm, I might be saying her last name wrong, but she's really cool. Love watching her videos. But she did this with one of her friends where they went back and forth reading one star reviews of each other's favorite books or some of their favorite books. So I thought it'd be really fun for us to try that today. Yes, I am so excited for this. Yes, it's going to be good. So I'm going to go ahead and start. This is a book that you've read not too long ago and okay. that you liked a lot. All right. Okay. And of course, I've doctored some of this, so I'm not giving away like the title or the author's name in the review. Sure. So this is a Goodreads review by the user named Deb. And it says, looking back on the books I've read by this author, I just realized I don't enjoy his humor. His humor is wasted on me. I thought this novel was just trying too hard to be quirky. And while I get the author's attempts at mixing heartbreak and comedy, for me, it just didn't work. And reading it was such a chore. I considered giving up at 50%, but I really wanted it to turn around. But sadly for me, this one was just too farcical. I especially hated the interviews and found myself skimming through them. I didn't enjoy the characters, so really the book had no redeeming features for me. That sounds like anxious people. Especially once you said interviews, because it's like a whole investigation with the cops. Well, that person is wrong, so... So that was Anxious People by Friedrich Bachmann. And just an honorable mention to a comment from a user named Anna A that said, should have been called annoying people. (laughs) Oh, boy. I mean, to each their own, even if they're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's opinions are valid, just not here. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, I have one for you. This is also a book that you read not too long ago and very much loved crap the author wrote a pretty conventional fantasy saga adding in a few gay relationships slash affairs unfortunately she then seems to have put the whole thing into a blender mixing several different perspectives and tales doesn't just mean you randomly insert a chapter here and there there's an art to keeping the reader interested the author may also have intended to imitate rr martin's trick of killing off one of the heroes now and again 
but couldn't quite bring herself to do the deed. Instead, the main character's best friends, lovers, beloved mentors keep dying right, left, and center. Right now, every single main character is wandering around in a stupor of grief. The friend who sent the book to me as a gift rightly suggested I could always use it for kindling if I didn't want to read it. I think I'll take her up on that suggestion. Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> but that is without a doubt Priory the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon. Ding, ding, ding. That is correct. Yeah, she's also wrong, that reviewer, because that book is amazing. Does it have its issues? Yes, but a book that size is bound to have issues. It's true. Yes. I just particularly like this one because literally the first one was just crap. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty amazing. That is a great way to start a review of a book that you didn't like. Mm -hmm. So my next one for you, this is a book that you read a little while ago. And I was interested in until I read a few of these reviews. And now I'm like slightly changing my mind. Oh, no. Don't listen to them. All right. Am I missing something here? This book is not funny. I did not laugh one time. To the contrary, the protagonist annoyed me a lot. She would contradict herself in the same sentence. She cursed like a sailor. Who goes to nanny for a former roommate who got you expelled? It doesn't make sense. The infatuation the main character had for the other female character didn't make sense at all. She got you kicked out of school. Why are you doing more favors for her and watching her kids? Who, by the way, major plot point removed. Such an odd premise. This is probably the weirdest book I have ever read. I am perplexed by all the raving reviews. And that was from the Goodreads reviewer, Katie English. Oh my gosh. It is right there. You can do it. It's the, the, the kicked out of school. Oh, oh, oh my God. Nothing to see here. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. What? Nothing to see here by Kevin Wilson. Whew, I was like that, that <laughs> thing with the, with the nanny and the, the, <laughs> the major plot point removed was the, where the kids spontaneously combust. Yes. Yes. I was like, I can't say that. Like there's literally a burning person on the cover. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would like you to read it. I'd be curious to see what you think. Yeah, I think I'm still interested in it because it's magical realism, Mm -hmm. which I love. And like, you know, the whole idea of like just spontaneous combustion. The thing that kind of turned me off of it from some of the Goodreads reviews that I was reading was that uh, apparently Kevin Wilson is one of those male authors who apparently doesn't know how to write the female body. Uh. Doesn't understand how female bodies work. And I'm like, oh, that might be a little hard to read. Yeah, especially since the main character is a woman and then Mm -hmm. her friend is like a trophy wife in a way. Mm -hmm. So, yikes. Yeah, that was just the impression that a lot of the one-star reviews at least were giving. Mm -hmm. All right, my next one for you. I'm ready. Old-fashioned, unbelievably long-winded, and downright boring. Yes, it is a legendary book, praised and loved by many, but it never managed to get beyond about 200 pages or so, and that was 15 years ago. It has no pace at all. Even those 200 pages are easily summarized in one half of an A4. Landscapes are described in painstaking yet utterly uninteresting detail. The characters sing endless songs at the slightest provocation, and the language and style are so very obsolete. If I hear a reference to queer folk again, I'll scream. No, sir, I didn't like it. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to assume it's Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yes. Okay. Whew. Indeed it is. There for a little bit, I was like, what on earth is this? But then it was like the singing and then the queer folk. Uh I was like, it's got to be. 
They are also wrong. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is fantastic. Lord of the Rings is the basis for all other fantasy that has come since. That is true. It's like the grandfather of it all. It is. I mean, sure, you can go back to like the Arthurian legend and all, but like mm-hmm. this is what modern fantasy came from. Yeah, I have not read it. I think partly because it's not like 100% my thing. And I'm a little bit scarred from being forced to watch the extended editions of all the movies. So that was a little bit hard. So I don't know that I'd really be able to get to the the books. Yeah, I can totally see where it's not everyone's cup of tea because his writing style is also very inaccessible, unfortunately. Yeah, it's not for everybody. All right, moving on to my third one. This one should be really easy. So this is a review from a Goodreads reviewer named Johannes. And it says, I used to be an alcoholic suffering from delusional fantasies and hallucinations. But one day I decided to overcome my alcoholism by no longer buying hooch and healed my horrific childhood wounds by befriending a cat and a computer geek. If you find that believable, then perhaps this is a novel you will enjoy. Regrettably, I found most of this revolting and the remainder is dishonest. That sounds like Eleanor... All of Fent is completely fine. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Which, sir, that is an entirely moving novel. And the childhood trauma is a major focal point. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to do this one because you love that book. Yes. I never finished reading it. I really need to go back and reread it. Mm-hmm. But from what I remember, like the, the childhood trauma was so important. Mm -hmm. to like her characterization and it's like so many of these one-star reviewers were not getting that part yeah like it's it's huge and it's a build-up over the entire book Mm -hmm. and there's a major reveal at the end that just everything else makes sense yeah i would love for you to read it that kind of writing style is really interesting to me where it's just an average person very contemporary and starts to piece together their life and then Mm -hmm. There's something big at the end that makes you really understand why they are the way that they are. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. Contemporary is not my thing, but I do remember when I was reading this, I was really enjoying it. Unfortunately, it suffered because I was reading it and then I started school. I started Mm -hmm. my second master's degree and it was just like, nope, no more time. But I do remember enjoying it and I can see where it's not for everyone Mm -hmm. that if you're not someone who can empathize with that sort of childhood trauma if you can't connect with it then you're not gonna like it right i agree okay are you ready for your third one star reveal oh yeah i am ready terrible i wasn't able to get past the first 50 pages or so this is one of my biggest disappointments in fantasy books The characters are all black and white with childish personalities and cartoon-like appearance. Dragons are super-duper dangerous and menacingly intelligent creatures who allow themselves to be airplanes for people instead of simply burning down all human civilization. I think the moment I lost all interest in reading further was when the main character catches a sheep and drags it towards his dragon. The sheep poops and this is ha-ha so funny that the stupid animal is terrified and apparently doesn't want to be eaten. If this book wasn't printed, a few more trees could have been saved. Oh, man, that is so harsh to talk about the Temeraire series, most specifically His Majesty's Dragon by (gasps) Naomi Novik. Oh, my goodness. That was going to be my next question. I knew you'd get Temeraire. (laughs) I was like, which one? Because there are. That was the first one. Yeah. How many are there in that series? 
nine. There's oh nine words in that series. Oh my God. Like, the, oh, I understand because it can be a little bit farcical. But like I went into that book series because I had read Uprooted by Naomi Novik, which is one of her more famous books. Mm -hmm. That's her retelling of like a Polish folktale. And I finished that and I loved it and I loved her. And I was like, what else can I read by her? And at that point, all she had was Temeraire. And I was like, well, I guess I'm here for the ride. And way back when, like in high school, I had read the majority of the Master and Commander series by Patrick Mm O'Brien and loved loved of loved that series That's right. and temeraire kind of hit that same sort of note temeraire is basically master and commander but with a dragon aerial core and the friendship is between captain lawrence and temeraire the dragon versus um i can't remember the character's name um russell crowe and paul bettany <laughs> <laughs> movie adaptation oh sure sure so they're wrong How dare they? How dare they? That series is immaculate. If anybody is in need of a long but complete fantasy novel that's not like high fantasy, that is the one because Naomi Novik has done such an incredible job of reworking the entire world history to include dragons and like how dragons would have affected whole empires. Interesting. They just didn't read long enough. (laughs) I mean, they only got, what, 50 pages pages? in? That's barely the start. Yeah, they didn't get far enough. That's not fair. They would have gotten to Vali, who is like the most adorable dragon (laughs) ever. So, I mean, we all know how you feel about dragons. So this is personal. This is personal. All right. So are you ready for your fourth one? Yes. All right. This one had a list of like 10 different things like this laundry list. I'm only going to read four of them, the first, second, fifth, and sixth one, because otherwise we'd be here all day with this person's problem with this book. (laughs) Okay. So this is a book that you've read. It was some time ago and you enjoyed it. So this is a Goodreads review by Pamela. And they say, one star rounded up from negative infinity. Things I learned from this book. One, always bring a knife or rather a hand axe to a gunfight. Two, when equipping for a 100 plus mile hike through the forest, do not take a hiking staff. It doesn't matter if you have two legs or one plus a prosthetic. Don't take a staff to help with balance. Five, if you write yourself in a corner, it is fine and dandy to use deus ex machina as a plot device, if you have your character mention that it is deus ex machina. This happens not once, but twice. And six, create a character that is 20 years old, then have her consistently act like a smart mouth 12-year-old. Oh, boy. That one's a little Uh-oh. trickier. Oh, dear. I think I may have stumped her. Oh, no. I thought the, the God in the Machine hint would have popped out at you. I feel like it's painfully obvious, and I'm just not there. All right, I'll give you a hint. Okay. When you got this book, it jumped off the shelf at you. Like, literally jumped off the shelf at you. The Girl in Red. <laughs> yes, The Girl in Red by Christina Henry. I can't believe you remembered that. <laughs> I remember your stories. So, just to catch people up on what she's <laughs> talking about, I was on vacation in Vermont in this super cute little bookshop, and I was looking for something to get, you know, to remember the travels. And 
I went to go pick out a book and it I didn't even touch it and it just fell off the shelf right in front of me and it was the girl in red and that was like all right I have to buy it yep I love that that hint is what made you figure out which one it was oh, not the review I was so so I was like trying to think of who had a prosthetic and then of course now that I know like duh I knew it was gonna be easy Ugh. well I think we're doing pretty good we've yes we are we haven't completely stumped each other. All we right. know our books. This is true. And we know each other. We got this. All right. I'm kind of excited about this next one <laughs> for you. Oh, boy. It's very short, but I found it interesting. Oh, God. I did not enjoy this at all. At least it was easy to read, but I cannot. This was beyond self-indulgent and poorly written. No one ever talked to me about Google ever again. That would be Mr. Penumbra's 24-Hour Bookstore by Robin Sloan. Yes, that is correct. Yes. That is also wrong. That is an amazing <laughs> book. <laughs> it is good, yes. I will grant them that the Google parts get long-winded and yeah, a little a, superfluous. A lot of the people in the one stars were talking about how it was basically just a novel-length ad for Google. Yeah, a love letter to Google. Like, if, if Robinson could have cut down all the love for Google, it would have been a much stronger book I still think it's fantastic the way that it is Mm -hmm. because it does make sense for the story and like not to give too much away but I do think that the main point of that story is the human desire for immortality sure and whether that comes through you know having children that remember you and pass on your story whether it's through having a book published or if it's through the singularity like through technology Mm -hmm. it serves a purpose but for anyone who was turned off by Google in Mr. Penumbra's 24-hour bookstore, Google's like not mentioned at all in Sourdough, his other book. Oh, I haven't so, read that one yet. Sourdough is really good. And it definitely happens in the same slightly magical realism universe because I don't know if you remember when you read it, how it mentioned New Bagel, that Clay briefly mm-hmm. worked for New Bagel. Yeah. When the character is in the farmer's market selling her sourdough, one of the other stalls is New Bagel, and she mentions Clay from New Bagel. Ah, yeah, okay. so. A little connection yeah. there. It's pretty cool. I love that book. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. I know you do. So for my fifth and final one-star review for you, comes from the Goodreads reviewer, Nemo. This is a series. This ah. is a review of one of the books, and you love this series all right started off promisingly but ruined it with a quote-unquote beginning that took up 85 percent of the book and insta love and too much romance between characters i didn't care about and not enough death maybe i'm just too macabre for this kind of light fantasy stuff if you however are not dark as shit and enjoy many romances you might like it more than i did then they go on to rave about throne of glass for a hot minute And then they come back and say, this review is turning more into a lament at the state of YA high fantasy. So I better stop before I go on a full on tirade. My first guess is Three Dark Crowns series. Yes, you are correct. Yes. Three Dark Crowns by Kendara Blake. Is that her name? Yeah, Kendara. Yeah, I, I can understand that review. I get it. The first book is kind of known for being a bit slow. Because there's a lot of world building and it just kind of moves along. But 
if you go into it knowing that's the first book in a series, mm-hmm. it makes it a little bit easier because things move along much faster later on. And yeah, I mean, I don't know if I entirely agree about the romance part. Like, it's definitely in there, but there's a huge cast of characters mm-hmm. in this book. It's insane to keep everybody straight, though. So, there's going to be a few. You know? I just really liked the the part that was like, too much romance, not enough death. <laughs> I was like, Kate likes death. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I too agree with that statement sometimes. Yeah. Put on a t-shirt. Too much romance, not enough death. Yes. And we will credit that particular <laughs> reviewer. I'm writing it down. So uh, whenever it comes time for us to have our, our Patreon, that will be one of the rewards at one of the levels is the too much romance, not enough death. Yes. And that will be for people who have been with us since the beginning yeah it will have a very short limited run yes love it all right got one more for you all right i'm ready okay i know this is a book that you really liked it's a series i believe you've read a good chunk of them if not all of them i got to page 17 before i was pissed off enough to stop reading the little author bio states that the author used to teach creative writing at a u.s university how show don't tell has perhaps been overused but the author's text is like a master class in what not to do facts are clumsily shoehorned in or splattered about the page like pigeon poop so and so the ruggedly handsome harvard professor of such and such woke up christ give this one a wide berth if you need conspiracy theories and occult aesthetics just watch the movie at least you avoid the irritating narrative voice and it's over quicker wow i mean accurate but that would be the robert langdon series by dan brown yeah which book gosh i can't tell from that particular review but i'm going to assume it was probably the da vinci code which is like the famous one yeah that is correct yeah i mean i i don't totally disagree with that review like fair points i think that they are still very enjoyable books they are guilty pleasures for me I no longer own, I have read all the series, but I no longer own them and I don't plan on owning like any subsequent novels, but I do plan on borrowing them from the library and reading them because they're fun. Mm. They are fun. They are quick reads. Sure. So disagree with the reviewer on that. They are very quick reads. They're fun. Well, aside from my one hint that I needed, we were both five for five. Yes, we did really good. I think we did too. Shall we move on to our next little trivia section? Yeah, what's what's our next one, Kate? We are going to be doing character descriptions. And these, again, are from some of each other's favorite or very much liked books and see if we can guess who they are and what book they are from. I think it's funny because some of these things, I'm like, I'm towing that line of books that we've both read. And I'm like, oh, what if we both do the same book or the same character? I thought about that, too. And I mean, we've still got some more trivia to do. So it could very much happen. It could happen. Yeah, it could happen. We will see. All right. I will go first. All right. Okay. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. This is a book that you very much enjoyed within the last few years. Okay. All right. Duly noted. 
She emerged from the dark nook of the bedroom, dressed in a long-sleeved shirt and black jeans totally inappropriate to the heat. The low quality of Sandow's video had caught the slick, straight sheaves of her black hair, but not the severe precision of her center part. The hollow quality of her eyes, but not the deep ink blot of their color. She looked malnourished, her clavicles sharp as exclamation points beneath the fabric of her shirt. Is that Ninth House? Who from Ninth House? I'm the main character. No, I can't. I don't remember her name. Is it like Sam or something like that? Isn't it? Her name is short for something. It is like a boy name. Um, I I will give you a hint. We used to work with somebody who had this name. Alex? Yes. Okay. Woo! Do you remember what Alex was short for? Alexandra? Galaxy. Galaxy, that's right. That's right, because like her mom was all hippy-dippy. That's right. I forgot about that. Yes. That was Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. Yes. And the character was Galaxy Alex Stern. All right. Now for mine, I don't have the excerpts from the books because I was very much struggling to get that. So I have descriptions from various different sources. So this first one comes from thoughtco.com. Okay. So it says she has no ambitions beyond watching TV and is constantly immersed in entertainment. She represents society as a whole and is seemingly superficially happy, but is deeply unhappy inside and unable to articulate or cope with that unhappiness. Her capacity for self-reliance and introspection has been burned out of her. Is that the wife from Fahrenheit? It is, but do you remember her name? Crap. Oh my goodness. Because the girl's name is Clarice. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I do not remember her name. Begins with an M. Yeah, that didn't help. How about, I mean, I'm not certain, but actress from Stranger Things probably has the same name, but she has a shortened version. Mildred? Yes, yes. Mildred Montag. What a name. How did I never put that together? Mildred Montag. Wow. Mildred Montag. She got the short end of the stick. I mean, her husband's name is Guy. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's a classic name, though. Like Guy of Gisborne. Guy Montag. Those are the only two guys I can think of. All right. That was sweating that one already. You know what? This is actually a book that we have both read. But I'll be curious to see if you pick up on who this person is. With his short neck and his moon face, his almond eyes with exaggerated upward tilt, his dainty ears and nose, the tongue that seemed too big for his constantly smiling mouth, he did not look like other children. My knee-jerk reaction is Jonathan from Once Upon a River. That yes. is correct. Jonathan was adorable. Like I know. A very underrated minor character in that novel, but like he was still very important. Yes. Such a good book. My next one for you, if you're ready for it, comes from sparknotes.com. And this is of a book that you love. Okay. I'm sure you're going to get it. This 11-year-old protagonist is sensitive and intelligent with strange powers of perception that he doesn't understand. Even before his training, he is unusually thoughtful and expresses great concern for his friends and family. That would be Jonas from The Giver. Yes. I almost cut you off right after you said the 11-year-old. I was like, it's Jonas. (laughs) Don't have to go any further. Kate knows The Giver. Yes, I do, which I need to read that again. It's been a bit. Good book. Your next one also is a book that you absolutely loved. Okay. And this description is a bit different than 
the ones that I've had previously, but I just really liked it. So, okay. Her shadow stretches out ahead, too long, its edges already blurring, and small white flowers tumble from her hair, littering the ground like stars, a constellation left in her wake, almost like the ones across her cheeks. That would be Addie LaRue from The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. Yes. Also a fantastic book. My next one. This one is super duper short. And it came from supersummary.com. And you like this book. You want me to read it. And I've been kind of digging my heels in with it. Okay. So you probably have a good idea already what it is. Mm. But it says... This main character likens herself to a black hole because her life is imploding daily. What on earth? Oh, I thought this would be easy. Life is imploding daily? I feel like this is going to be another super obvious. Especially if it's something I've been wanting you to read. You've also compared it to another book that is very popular that you didn't love as much. The Midnight Library? Is that the book? Yes, that is the book. I cannot remember her name. Uh, her name is Nora Seed. Right. I don't think I've ever would have remembered that. <laughs> it is a very unusual name. But yes, you should read it. I want to read it. I'm just hesitant because I read another book by Matt Higg that I was not a fan of. So I'm just a little bit like, you've burned me before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. That's kind of how I feel about having read The Starless Sea. And then mm-hmm. you want me to read The Night Circus. Or I wasn't a huge fan of the one. All right. Are you ready? I am ready to go. Okay. I want to say I encourage you to read this, if I remember correctly. I just realized my next two are books that we have both read. (laughs) I didn't realize. She had grown her hair out really long by then, gotten rid of her bangs. She always wore hoop earrings and never wore shoes. She was just very cool. That would be Daisy Jones from Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Yes, ma'am. Look at that. I am on fire. Yes, you were the one who pushed me over the edge because I was interested in it. And you were like, no, I loved it. So, yes, I'm definitely going to reread that this year. It was just so amazing. Yeah, I really enjoyed that book. And I've also seen some poor reviews that just like tear it apart because of the format and it's like come on it's meant to be read like an interview transcript mm-hmm. yeah and it's basically I mean, an oral history people just don't know good art they don't get it my next one this is a book that we have both read you read right. it first and you love it and i feel like this is going to be really obvious and i am not going to reveal where i got this from because it would give away at least the book and author of this okay So she is described as being loud, flirtatious, and built like the figurehead of a ship carved by a generous hand. Direct quote. Nina? Yes. 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 Uh, Nina Zenek from Six of Crows. And that came from the Grishaverse.fandom.com. Ah, well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that would have given it away. That would have narrowed it down significantly. It's also a very accurate description. And I think that the actress who played her in the Netflix adaptation, pretty spot on. Yeah, I'd say so. She definitely had the mm-hmm. feisty attitude mm-hmm. that Nina has. Okay, this is my last one for you. He had a big beaky nose that would maybe be dramatic one day when the rest of his face caught up. But for now, it was too large and his forehead was dripping sweat 
and plastered with his silver gray hair that he hadn't cut for three weeks too long. What on earth? <laughs> have I stumped you now? I think you may have silver gray hair, beaky nose, and we've both read it. Mm-hmm. Do you need a hint? I think I might, yeah. He is the Harry Potter to an unwilling person. The Harry Potter to an unwilling person. I've definitely stumped her. This is great. You want the first letter? Yes, please. Oh. Oh my god. Is it... it it's Orion Orion Lake? Yes, right? it is. Yes. From A Deadly yes. Education From- by Naomi Novik. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> See, like, when, when you were first setting this up, I was fully prepared for it to be L, and then that description just threw me for a loop and okay yeah because i know i was doing a lot of main characters so far aside from jonathan so i came across orion's and i was like let me throw that in there a little little twist i love his character me too yeah because like you said he is very much harry potter to an unwilling main character orion's just like running around saving everybody and she's like stop I don't need you. Stop it. Okay, my last one. I'm not sure how long ago you read this book, but okay. you read it. You were disappointed by the adaptation for it. Uh, this description came from litcharts.com. So it says, this character is inspired in part by the Scarlet Letters Hester Prynne. She is a single mother and struggling artist who finds herself at the center of a strange and tight-knit community. She then rapidly becomes entwined in several of the town's interlocking scandals and snafus. She is empathetic, intuitive, and secretive. I know it's little fires everywhere. Yes, yes it is. Oh boy. And it's Pearl's mom. Oh my god, is the girl's name actually Pearl? Mm-hmm. That's the That's the little girl's name in... Scarlet Letter. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I love the Scarlet Letter. Yeah, I know the daughter's name was both. There was a lot of people in that. Oh, man. That's a book I want to read. I just haven't gotten around to. I did like the book. It was just the, the annotation was a little disappointing. Shoot. I feel like it's um, right there. She shares her first name with the main character of the Princess Diaries. This is so bad. I'm failing as a fan of these things. Oh, dear. It's with an M. I have no idea. You want it? Yeah. Mia Warren. Dang it! Ugh, of course. Well, we got all of the books. If we can't remember the characters, like, we got all of the books. So yes. I think that's... Very much knew who you were referring to. Just... Yes. Not the name. And Sometimes you know, I... those names... Right? Sometimes they're a little funky. So that wraps us up with character descriptions Mm. so now we're going to take a look at either opening or closing lines for some books now do we want to tell each other if it's an opening or closing or guess Mm, i think guessing might be good Mm -hmm. okay okay i'm down for that i'm on board for that yeah all right so all of the ones i have are books that we have both read so here's my first one okay the servants called them Malunchki, little ghosts, because they were the smallest and the youngest, and because they haunted the Duke's house like giggling phantoms, darting in and out of rooms, hiding in cupboards to eavesdrop, sneaking into the kitchen to steal the last of the summer peaches. What? Little ghost? Shadow and Bone? Yes. Is it the first one? Yes. Okay. 
the beginning or the end? Sounds like a beginning, but I don't remember mm-hmm. it start. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Ooh. That is the first line of Shadow and Bone by Lee Perdugu. Mm. All right, then. I know it doesn't feel like that should be the, the opening line, but it is. It's like, it's weird. Yeah. And it's been a bit since I've read the first one. Because mm-hmm. I remember Six of Crows opening a lot more vividly than I do that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. I guess I should have thought of it because the one word sounds very Russian. Yeah, the um, Malenchki. I, I think I might be saying that right. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. excited for this one. You right. love Big Heart, this book. Big Heart. Like, okay. love it. Love it. Okay. The beauty of the house is immeasurable. It's kindness infinite. That is Piranesi by Susanna Clark. And that is the opening line. Ah. I have is it not? Cl- is it the closing? I have one? it as the closing. Oh, hang on. Oh, oh, we gotta fact check this. Hang on. It very well might be the ending. Because I could see that being. Oh, yeah. It, it's gotta be the ending. Because the first line is, when the moon rose in the third northern hall, I went to the ninth vestibule to witness the joining of the three tides. Half a this point is- for me. Yes. This is why it's good to have books on hand and geeky library friends, because we will fact check you. Yes. Yes, indeed. So my next one, I read this recently. You read it some time ago. Everything begins from here. The viewing point, the place where you stand, your eye level, that single point on the horizon where all other lines converge. Oh, dear. It sounds familiar. Kind of sounds like an opening line. Yes, it is the opening line. Okay. So I've got that half a point. Oh, man. I do not. I'm not sure. I didn't love this book. Did I like it? Yes. And I currently have it in my possession. I don't know. I might need a hint. It is not written like a traditional book. I think I might have to give up. I don't remember. Bloodwater Paint by Joy McCullough. What the frick? Okay, yeah, yeah. To be fair, it's been a while since I've read that. It's been a while. It's yes. been at least like two and a half years. Yeah, it's been a minute. Well, yeah, that would make sense. I like a single point on the horizon where all other lines converge because that was a big thing in the story. Right. Because uh, What's-His-Face came in to tutor her on that specific sort of thing, on like perspective. Right, and you are currently borrowing my copy Yes, that was also my hint was that I didn't like this book, but I currently have it in my possession. I know. I was like, you wouldn't own a book that you didn't like. So is she have mine? What is this? <laughs> Oy vey. Okay, so I'm not doing so great now. I started off really good earlier with things, but I'm starting <laughs> to fade a bit. This is hard. Yeah, this, this is tricky. I've seen this done with like classics even, and it's definitely tricky yeah it is all right my next one for you i feel like this one might be easy for you but i know it's a book that you have enjoyed thoroughly matthias cut a comical little figure as he wobbled his way along the cloisters with his large sandals flip-flopping and his tail peeping from beneath the baggy folds of the novice's habit oh it's redwall yes yes by um brian shakes Uh uh-huh and is that opening or closing? I want to say that's closing. 
It's opening. Damn it. I feel like we're oh, having an opposite problem with these where yeah. you are getting the book and <laughs> not quite the opening or closing and I'm just missing entirely. <laughs> it took me a minute with that one because I was like, when you said Matthias, my first thought was Six of Crows. I that's know. My most recent Matthias. But then it was right. like, oh, yeah. And then it was like the the tail. It's like, oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Red wall. I figured. Yeah. Yep. And I didn't want to say that it was a book you grew up with because then I feel like that would have been way too easy. Yeah, it would have been like a dead giveaway. Yes. My next one, I'm not sure how long ago you read this, but according to Goodreads, you have read this. And I read this a long time ago and I love this book and I own it. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see if you get this. So when the sea goes down, there will come from the mainland boats and men. And they will find 10 dead bodies and an unsolved problem on Soldier Island. And then there were none? Yes. Agatha Christie? The opening and the closing. Is that an opening? No, it's the closing. Crap. I guess you wouldn't want to give it away, huh? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's the last part. Which, spoiler alert for anyone who has not read, and then there were none. Which you should, because it is like one of the best murder mystery novels I have ever read. And I've read a fair few. But it is at the end when the real murderer is kind of explaining how they murdered everyone without anybody else knowing. So very well written. Agatha Christie was a master. Yes. And I listened to this and it was fantastic as an audiobook. I remember seeing something, and this was a while ago. So this might not be true anymore because this sort of changes but it wasn't that long ago that I saw this fact that she is the single best-selling author of all time wow that's impressive right I could see it too because she's got a lot of books yeah she was very prolific so my next one for you is a book that we have both read when I was born the name for what I was did not exist the wheels are turning I was born the name for what I was did not exist the book we both read, and one of the books that you have gotten a British cover. Oh, is it uh, Cersei by Madeline Miller? Yes, it is. That would be the opening line. Yes, ma'am. That is correct. Yes. Also a phenomenal book. Agreed. So good. My next one was mentioned earlier in our episode. Huh. Keep that in mind. Hmm. My darling girl, I love you. Have courage my mother wrote, and keep far away from character name. This deadly education. That is yes, the ending. Is. Yes. So the, the whole line would be, my darling girl, I love you, have courage, my mother wrote, and keep far away from Orion Lake. Dun, dun, dun. What a way to end a book after like he and Elle save everybody and survive literal hellfire she never gets any mail and then the first time in like four years or however long she gets mail from her mom it's just that and it's like what i know are you ready for your next one i am okay this is also a book that has been mentioned previously in this episode yes you are no longer quite certain which side of the fence is the dream the fence what fence what could it be like my knee-jerk reaction, my first thought would be Stardust, but it's not a fence. That's a wall. Right. The book that you very much liked. 
and want me to read. I feel like some of these hints are redundant because there's a lot of books that we both loved and we want each other to read. I have a copy of it, but I haven't read it yet. Is it Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern? Yes, it is. Okay. That was hard. And I think that's the closing line. Yes, that is correct. Are you ready for your next one? Sure. I'm a little scared. (laughs) She learned of her mother's death from a woman with a clipboard. The next day, her picture appeared in the Herald Leader. Opening line of the Queen's Gambit. Yes, ma'am. Queen's Gambit by Walter Tevis. Oh, yeah. See, look at that. You did great. Yeah, yeah. That was one of those things that was different from the show because this is not how she learned about her mother's death. She was very much there. Yeah, she was in the car when things happened. So, all right. It's my last one for you. Are you ready? I think so. I have not read this. You have. Okay. And there's a show. It wasn't a very likely place for disappearances, at least at first glance. What? (laughs) And there's a show, and you haven't read it. Have you watched the show? Yes. We are really getting each other with these opening and closing lines. Is it Outlander by Diana Gabaldon? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Opening or closing? Opening. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's the first book, the Outlander book. Yep. Yeah. That's reaching way back. I mean, granted, Redwall is like way, way back, but like that's nostalgia. Outlander, that was freshman year of high school. So that would have been. It's been some time. Almost 15 15 years. years? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's been like 10-ish since. Yeah. Over 10 since graduating. It's wild. So I think that wraps up our little game portion, but I think. You had some trivia for us, didn't you? Yes. So, dear listeners, we have a couple of trivia questions for you. And we want you to tell us what you think the answer is on our social media. Question number one. What is the best-selling novel of all time? Question two. Fifty Shades of Grey by E.L. James was originally fan fiction for which series? Number three. In H.G. Wells' The Time Machine, does the character first travel forward or backward in time? Number four, which of her own characters did Agatha Christie call a detestable, bombastic, tiresome, egocentric little creep? Number five, what is the name of the literary club founded by J.R.R. Tolkien while in Oxford as a professor? So let us know what you think the answers are and don't cheat because we will know we're librarians we know everything we know everything well i think this has been a lot of fun and i I think we should do this again sometime yes definitely i think that was probably one of my favorite episodes we've done so far and i think maybe moving forward maybe some of our listeners can suggest some things like badly describe a book and see if we can guess that would be fantastic I think be a lot of fun. Yes, absolutely. And maybe next time we can find even harder choices Mm -hmm. for each other and really stump one another. Yes. Maybe books that we didn't like. Yeah. Five-star reviews for books we didn't like. (gasps) That's genius. Yep. Look for that in the future because we are definitely going to have another trivia episode because this has been super fun. It's been a lot of fun. But before we go, 
we yes. got to wrap up with what we're currently reading. Right, right. So, Kate, what are you reading right now? I am currently reading a book that you got me for my birthday last week. Yes. It is called The Education of a Coroner, Lessons in Investigating Death by John Bateson. It's nonfiction, and it's all about this one particular coroner in Marin County, California, and kind of like the whole coroner system that they have going on there. It's very interesting and obviously right up my alley. Yeah, of course. Well, I haven't read too much of it, but it's gone by very quickly and it's interesting so far. So I'm excited to finish it. What are you currently reading? So I am currently reading A Tip for the Hangman by Alison Epstein, which is one that I mentioned previously that I had bought and I was excited to get to. And it's about Christopher Marlowe during his time as a spy. So that's something that most historians agree that he was most likely employed as a spy for a time in his life. We obviously don't know for sure because, you know, a spy isn't going to like leave notes and like, hey, I'm a spy. So it is speculative, but... The part that I'm in right now is him as an Oxford student being approached by the spy master to go spy on Mary Queen of Scots towards the end of her life and like uncover the whole casket letters plot. And then if I'm not mistaken, the second half of the novel, it jumps like a good, I don't know, 10, 15 years, something like that. Mm -hmm. And he is pulled back in. So it's like that whole uh, spy trope of I was out, but they pulled me back in sort of thing. (laughs) Nice. So it's really good. I'm about a quarter of the way through but definitely enjoying it a lot awesome sounds like we're both reading things that are right up our alley yes indeed all right well thank you for joining us for another episode we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did and we hope you'll come along next time make sure that you answer those trivia questions they will be all listed in the description and please leave us some reviews help us out a lot and if you aren't already, you can follow us on Twitter at the Beyond Books Pod or on Instagram at the Beyond Books Podcast. Tune in next time. Bye.